Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. In today's world, chaos is the only certainty. Over the last several years, we have witnessed the impossible occur in global events. The need for families and individuals to not only survive, but to thrive is now greater than ever. Experts the world over have emphasized the importance of generating additional forms of income. In the technologically advanced world we live in today, what if there was a way that we can use technology-powered AI where we can have algorithms do the work for you? Well, thanks to Algo Factory, that is exactly what we did. We teach you not only to leverage the market and carve out profits in the chaos, but we show you how to have a better quality of life by creating your own custom algorithm that trades on your behalf 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All the while, you can continue with your day-to-day -day responsibilities, checking in when needed on your trades that is working for you. Many clients of Algo Factory have been able to fund their savings, go on dream vacations, and even <laughs> quit their nine to five jobs. They have created more time for themselves and more time for their families, all through the power of advanced AI and their personal custom algorithm, Algo Factory. Trade your job, upgrade your life. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's V, the Grill Economist, and we have with us the man of the hour who needs no introduction, the one and only Harley Schlanger. And if you need to get a hold of Harley, you could find him over at the LaRoucheOrganization.com, LaRoucheOrganization.com, as well as the ShillerInstitute.com, ShillerInstitute.com. And with that being said, Harley, how are you? Doing pretty well. It's a continuously interesting experience staying alive <laughs> that it is my friend that it is um germany has announced that they've officially uh, fallen into recession um we have a, a a man in germany who was arrested because he was uh, displaying russian paraphernalia <laughs> we have uh, the situation in the South China Seas. We have the U.S. economy buckling. We have, there's so many things to talk about. I don't know which which yarn do you want to unravel, Harley? Well, since the last time we talked, there was the G7 summit in Hiroshima, and I'd like All to right, the, the Insolvent Seven. I forgot about the Insolvent Seven. Well, and the Continuous War Seven. Yeah. The the question. I don't know if you saw this, but there was a 
demonstration of Japanese people outside, including people who were alive at the time of the dropping of the atom bomb on Hiroshima. And one of them said, what's wrong with these people? Seriously. They come to this city of all places all to places. have a conference to talk about more war. Yeah. This is how tone deaf the, the West is. This yeah. is they are the, the the most dangerous thing are people who believe their own nonsense, their own propaganda. And that's what you have in the West. Like, how tone deaf are these idiots? How, how self unaware are these morons that they're in Hiroshima and, and they're having a conference, like you said, on war? It's an unbelievable, Harley. Well, and, and keep in mind what happened in Hiroshima on August 6, 1945, an atom bomb was detonated, the first one. And it killed between 130 and 150,000 people. But there was no need to do it because the Japanese were already in the process of negotiating to surrender. Correct. Why did Truman decide to drop the bomb? Well, he was told Stalin will take over Asia if we don't show him that we have the nuclear bomb. Yeah. And so in the same way they're using Ukraine today against Russia and using Taiwan against China, they used the atom bomb in Japan to, to counter what they thought was a threat from the Soviet Union or today a threat from Russia. So it's not surprising that they bring Zelensky there to talk about permanent war, that they talk about the providing of F-16 fighter jets, which won't get there for a while and may not be that useful. Yeah. Uh, but what was going on in the days before the G7 summit? Well, you had the uh, imminent fall of Bakhmut. You had a growing push for a negotiated settlement from Xi, from Lula, from the African leaders. You had the recognition of the failure of sanctions to defeat Russia. So it was a perfect opportunity to discuss a negotiated settlement. Instead, they say, we're going to continue the fight. And, you know, what's the issue here? Well, I was able to watch. I wasn't there for the event because you couldn't get there. But King Charles was in Berlin not that long ago. And his message was, we're fighting in Ukraine for economic security and our democratic values. Was from the king. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like you have to have like a, a sub room temperature IQ to believe any of this crap that these idiots are putting out. Well, and, and then they say, we're standing up for Ukrainian sovereignty. What sovereignty? We're defending Ukrainian democracy. <clears throat> what democracy? Yeah. If you really are concerned with sovereignty, why are U.S. troops still in Syria? Then they, they say, we're here for the prosperity of Ukraine. Then why do you sick the International Monetary Fund on them? And why do you open up the country for looting by BlackRock, Vanguard, and, and other uh, funds. It's sovereignty so, for me, but not for thee, Harley. Well, everything they say is contradicted by what they actually do. And now I was really shocked today. I had heard this a uh, couple days ago that the deputy head of the GUR, which is Ukrainian military intelligence, a guy named Skibitsky, said that we now have Putin on our kill list. And his oh, boss, Budanov, who's the guy who keeps talking about how Putin is dying or dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every week, Putin is dying, Harley. I don't, I don't know if you got the memo, but every week. Putin well, and, and Russia ran out of missiles four or five times already. Yes, every day they're running out of missiles. But somehow, this, <laughs> somehow they this, took 
This guy Budanov said, we assert the right to assassinate Russians anywhere, including after the war because of who they are. In other words, this are. is a comment which, according to the UN, is a form of racial oppression. And, and he should be uh, brought up on charges for that. Not only is he not, but the media in the West is, is presenting the putting Putin on a kill list as a victory for the West. Now, imagine if the Russians said we're putting Zelensky on a kill list. Oh, then, the, then they'd have a, an absolute conniption fit, Harley. Yeah. Assassinations for thee, but not for me. Well, one of the things we're doing is uh, tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to be uh, doing a story on the International Assassination Bureau. And we're doing this because RFK Jr., or whatever else he is, has opened up one of the most important questions of the last 60 years, mm. which is, did the CIA kill Kennedy, John mm. Kennedy? Right. And by raising that, it will force people to address the issue of why are we still classifying documents related to the Kennedy assassination? And so this gives us an opportunity to have a discussion that we should have had throughout the last 60 years. So we're going to be discussing not just what RFK Jr. is saying and the John F. Kennedy assassination, but the deployment of an international assassination bureau, which includes <coughs> Robert Kennedy Sr. It includes Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, all the attempts against Charles de Gaulle, uh, Lumumba, Enrico yeah. Matei, Aldo Moro, this isn't, there's no question about it. The CIA is part of an international assassination bureau, which intersects what the British do. And this is what's been deployed to launch these wars. And since they can't defeat Russia in a war, the prospect of assassinating Putin is a real threat. And I, I think it's urgent that this discussion take place. Uh, and the fact that it could be in the presidential campaign uh, is really quite interesting. No wonder Biden doesn't want to uh, debate Robert Kennedy Jr. <laughs> I don't think Biden wants to debate anybody. He's sitting out. There's no debate supposedly by the uh, you know on the, on the Democrat side of things. Well, V, here's this is fascinating. Something I just picked up. The Democrats are arguing that they don't have to have any debates mm -hmm. because they're a private corporation. Now, you know when the last time they used that argument was? When? In 1944, when a group of African-American Democrats tried to go to court to uh, be part of the Democratic Convention. I yeah. think this was in Georgia. Yeah. The party ruled that you can't do that because we're a private corporation and you can't bring this up to the courts. Interestingly, at that time, the Supreme Court ruled against the Democratic Party. But the fact that the Democratic Party today of Joe Biden is using the argument of the segregationists from the 40s to justify not allowing Robert Kennedy to participate in a debate with uh, Joe Biden, I think that says a lot about the nature of today's Democratic Party. And where is the Congressional Black Caucus? Where, 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 where's the outrage? Where's the NAACP and the, uh, and the ADL and all the other morons? We're gung-ho for Biden. Of course. Of course, because they're the real Uncle Toms. They're the real house slaves. Yeah. It's incredible. 
And you see this on virtually any issue. They're also talking about changing the order of the primaries so that Biden doesn't have to face uh, Kennedy in Iowa and New Hampshire first. Remember, in, in 2020, Biden finished fourth in Iowa and fifth in New Hampshire. So they're trying to make the first primary South Carolina, which was the one that, that Biden won thanks to uh, the rigged operation uh, by the African-Americans in the Democratic Party in South Carolina. So, you know, the, and they talk about Russian interference in the elections. The interference is from the Democratic Party, the CIA, the FBI, and the media. You know, I'm, I'm starting to think that, it, well, I'm not even starting to think. We all know this. The United States government is a mafia organization. It's a mafia state. That's what it is. It's a joke. There's no two parties. It, it, the, 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 the swamp, the deep state, it's, it, it all needs to get purged. It's ridiculous, Harley. When I hear something very interesting on Germany, hmm. because there's beginning to be, uh, because of the economic news and the uh, fact that Germany is now officially in a recession when, I mean, I think these so-called official statements and the, the measures they use are completely wrong. Germany's been in a recession for about six months already because it's deindustrializing. But here's what's interesting. The three parties in the coalition government, the Social Democrats, the Greens, and the so-called Liberal Democrats, the, the Free Democratic Party, the three together are now at 40% in the polls. So they're not a majority, not even close to a majority. And now there's a new scandal that's just broken out about Habeck, the economics minister, mm-hmm. who has, as far as I can see, the IQ of a carrot. You know, this this is the guy who's pushing for uh, all uh, the end to the combustion engine by in, in Germany by 2030, which would mean the end of the auto industry and the machine tool in, sector in Germany. And it breaks my heart because I'm a diehard automotive enthusiast, amateur automotive historian. I and my passion is German automobiles, man. I, I'm. I'm a sucker. I've, for, you know, well, I've buy them quick because if it's up to Habeck, they won't be produced anymore. Uh, it's terrible. I mean, BMW has just come out with, uh, and so far, you know, the German car companies are playing it smart, right? Here, here, here's how they're playing it smart. Uh, BMW is giving people a choice. You could, you know, they just launched their new five series. You have a choice either electric or, uh, uh, you know, internal combustion. Porsche is even playing smarter. Porsche just they just spent 250 million dollars uh, a few years ago and they opened up a uh, e-fuels facility in uh, Chile and the e-fuels they did that because they want their people to be able to have access to their vehicles and run them on e-fuels and e-fuels seems promising now more and more uh, sensible uh, companies are are, are 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 pushing towards e-fuels that are non-food based these are you know agricultural waste products right, and whatnot right. non-food based. And it's gotten so much that right now the EU has ruled that, that they're giving the green light to e-fuel. So we might get some reprieve there. But uh, electric is a failure. Only a moron who has, like you said, Harley, has a, a, a IQ the, 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 at the level of a carrot would suggest electric vehicle. Only idiots who have no idea how anything works in logistics, in engineering, in, in, in mining, in, in, in technology – would, would mouth these empty, vapid edicts. Without well, it gets the... worse. Oh, it, oh, God, it, it does. It gets worse in the case of Habeck okay. because there's a scandal now because the, it's just turned out 
the person who's the leading green thinker behind him, and he's a hardcore green ideologue, uh, the, the, is a person who runs his the economic policy division of the economics ministry. Her name is Elga Barch. Mm -hmm. Now, before she came to the German government, she was for seven years working for BlackRock. Oh, wonderful. Before that, going back to 2005, she was working for Morgan Stanley. Now, in 2007, she wrote a paper, The Economics of Climate Change. So that's 2007. Well, this was still very little discussed. And what she said is what we need to deal with climate change is creative destruction. And the way to do that is through the government carrying it out. She said, we need top-down technological change, heavily influenced by government uh, policies. Only a communist would say something like that. So well, then stupid she said, and uneducated. We have to require the most far-reaching government intervention for this to work. Now, why was she saying this in 2007? Because people in Morgan Stanley knew the mortgage-backed security bubble was a bubble and it was going to pop. Yeah. They were heavily uh, underwater because of it. When it did pop in this uh, September 2008, they needed a $9 billion bailout from Mitsubishi and $20 billion from TARP. Now, what she was working on was how to use the green policy to create a new bubble. So yeah. this was in 2007. Now she's the chief ideologue of the German economic ministry. And so the, there's a growing rebellion against the Greens. And part of this has to do with, the, the, I know we talked about this last time I was on, the, the, uh, lost, the last generation uh, radical ecologists who glued themselves to the streets in Berlin and, and had to be removed by jackhammers. <laughs> I remember and, that, yeah. Yeah. So you, you've got this radical environmentalism in the European Union. Uh, you have a new crisis coming up because Jens Stoltenberg, the idiot who runs NATO, the secretary general of NATO, is, is retiring soon. And they have to choose a new NATO general secretary. They're actually talking about making Ursula von der Leyen the general secretary of NATO. Oh, van der Krazy is perfect. Yeah. Well, I couldn't think a better person to run NATO. Uh, I mean, the, the the man with the philosophy degree, uh, Jan Stoltenberg, another genius. He's, I mean, who could fill his shoes? Why not Vandercrazy? <laughs> well, uh, the the other person who was recommended by the British was Liz Truss. <gasps> another luminary among luminaries <laughs> in Western leadership. Another one. And the only reason they wanted to go with her was for gender reasons, but the other choice would have been Boris Johnson. Oh God! Now you know what Boris Johnson is. You know what Boris is doing this weekend? What? He's in Dallas. Oh God! To meet why? with uh, Texas Republicans to try to convince them not to pull the money out from the Ukraine war. He's meeting with Chip Roy of the Freedom Caucus, and he's trying to get other Freedom Caucus people to come to Dallas. And his mission, he said is to show the Republicans the right way to deal with tyranny. Oh, the right way to deal with tyranny, right. Why don't, what, 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 what they should do is kick the guy out, you know, give him $20 so he can get a decent haircut and put him back on the plane and get him back to England. <laughs> My God, the haircut looking for a brain. 
Well, you, you'd need more than twenty dollars because you probably have to delouse him first. Yeah, probably. God Almighty, what what's his education in? Another fake uh, uh, degree, sociology. What, what, what you know? Well, his father, science? his father is a former senior official from the uh, Tory Party, but his father was was considered a bit of a brainless idiot. But he was the family, I see. But he was granted a knighthood because uh, by Boris petitioned for him to get a knighthood. So, you know, the idea of, of nepotism, the, the non-democratic system of the so-called democratic monarchy. Sure. Uh, and, and meanwhile, what's going on in, in the United Kingdom is interesting. The, the figures just came out this week. The, uh, yeah, the, the uh, April inflation rate in Russia was 2.3%, the lowest in Europe. The inflation rate in the United Kingdom was about 12%. <laughs> and Sunak, and, and, was, Sunak was sitting there with his arm around Zelensky talking about how we're your best friends. And Zelensky said it's true. Yeah. Zelensky's like, this is great. These people are idiots. Yeah. So I, I think be, between the expose on the green policy, the effects it's having on the German economy... In France, Macron is doing his usual straddling of the fence. He's on the one side talking about, well, we shouldn't decouple from China. Then on the other side, he's saying we have to oppose economic <laughs> coercion. He gave a speech. His managers are confused. That's what it is. The, the, those who manage him, the private interests that manage him are completely torn, which is a sign of infighting, Harley. Well, it is. And I think what was interesting is the... At the G7, they issued, as part of their communique, an attack on economic coercion two hours after it had been announced that the United States had just added 300 more sanctions against Russia. So, again, economic coercion is China building bridges, canals, and ports, but uh, economic freedom and prosperity is massive sanctions on whoever's your enemy of the week. Yeah. Insanity insanity it never ceases to amaze me how these idiots operate it's incredible well you know it's there's uh, i i would say that since the assassination of kennedy yeah. john kennedy in 63 we've had a step-by-step -step degradation which has been bigger and bigger steps uh as time has gone on and you look at the debates now in the so-called presidential election about transgender, about Disney, you know, trying to, to make the issue these superfluous issues. Yeah. It's not that they're not so important, but it's that you have a war that could become a nuclear war that you can't discuss. Well, you have an, an economic collapse that's being fueled by the bad decisions in the West to go with sanctions and attacks on Russia and China, while the global South is meeting with Russia and China to plan their future using national currencies. And this de-dollarization is real. It's happening quickly. It doesn't mean the dollar is going to be gone because some of these countries want to keep the dollar in the mix. But it does mean the dollar is not going to be calling the shots probably within the, the next 12 to 18 months. And that's a tectonic shift in world affairs. Yeah, it is. 
But you know, you want to know something, Harley? Maybe it's because they want us to obsess about the the Rainbow Mafia. So when the nukes finally go off, we will be glowing in the dark, all sorts of rainbow colors. Maybe that's why, Harley. <laughs> <laughs> well, I forgot to look at the bright side. <laughs> exactly. No, and there, this what, there is a this... bright side. It's a it's a mushroom cloud. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> What this goes back to, and, and someone was asking me the other day, well, what do they ultimately want? They know all these things are saying are nonsense. So what do they ultimately want? This is the goal of geopolitics, which is to diminish Russia. So it's no longer a great power, that it's no longer a defender of sovereignty, so that they can break it apart, uh, use regime change, to get Putin out and but thereby eliminate one of the two major opponents to this global banker's dictatorship. The other opponent is China. And I, I keep talking with my conservative friends in the United States. Don't obsess about China. China's not your enemy. Your enemy is your own permanent bureaucracy in the Justice Department, the State Department, the Treasury Department, the intelligence community. They're the ones who rig elections. They're the ones who overthrow governments. They're the ones who steal votes. That's who you ought to be fighting instead of having this image of China as a country that's about to march an army of tens of millions of people onto the West Coast. But, but uh, Peter through... Navarro's out there telling us that they want to kill us. Harley, they want to kill us. Well, and, and it's good you brought up Navarro because he, along another, with... Another Bolton, class A idiot. Well, he, along with Bolton and Pompeo, were the key people who turned Trump against China. Now, Navarro used to be known as an opponent of free trade, and he pretended he was a supporter of the American system. But his idea of tariff policy is as a weapon, as opposed to something to allow your own nation to develop. And they sold Trump on this. And it showed a weakness in, in Trump's thinking. It may be that uh, he just didn't know how to think about it. It may be that he was trusting the wrong people. But for whatever reason, his policies, including the so-called uh, tax credits, uh, added to the bubble instead of adding to the credit that could go to the physical economy. And in that sense, Navarro is one of these guys who, as long as his stock portfolio is appreciating, he thinks the economy is in good shape. Yep, exactly. Because that's the only thing that matters, Harley. That's the only thing, the fictitious stock market, that's the only thing that matters. Well, and it's amazing how many people are moved by that. How many people look at their 401k and they see it, going down for weeks, and then all of a sudden it takes a blip up, and they say, oh, I'm still a genius. Yes, yes, it's, it's incredible. They, they have a better chance of taking a chimpanzee and then having a chimpanzee throw darts at a stock chart on a, on, on a newspaper and pick the stocks that will outperform their mutual fund. Their <laughs> and that's a fact. It's incredible. Well, and we have a head of the Federal Reserve who really knows nothing about economics. If I'm not mistaken, I think Jerome Powell is trained as a lawyer. Well, you know, I, I don't know if you know this, Harley, but lawyers are, they know everything. You, you know that? <laughs> lawyers in the West are not only economic geniuses, lawyers in the West are also military geniuses. Uh, they are foreign policy experts. 
They are uh, gender reassignment experts. They are <laughs> uh, lockdown experts, pandemic experts. Lawyers are also proficient in diplomacy and statecraft. I don't know where you've been, Harley, but the law you want to get anywhere in life in the United States of America today in 2023, you have to be a lawyer. Well, I, I did take uh, one semester of pre-law in my undergraduate work and concluded that you really have to shut down your brain to get a law degree. Yeah. Now, that's not to say all lawyers are bad, but the, the, the method by which the Bar Association regulates the legal profession uh, ensures that you have people who don't believe in the principle of a higher truth. Absolutely. Very well said. Harley, thank you so much for joining us. It's been always insightful. Any last things you would like to say? Well, just uh, for people who want to hear more from me, every day, five days a week, I post a 10, 12, 14-minute video update. Uh, it's up on the screen right now. It's on the LaRouche organization. And to find it, you go to the uh, bar that says programs. You click on that, and right under that, is Harley's daily update, or as in the case today, it's it's the first thing on the homepage. Very well said. And with that being said, thank you all for listening in. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Oh, Harley, I forgot to ask you one thing. Yeah, the Ron DeSantis, uh, he's running. What, what's your opinion? <laughs> well, I, I'm actually looking forward to the mud fight between the people backing DeSantis and Trump. Because yeah, I don't think DeSantis can stand up to the barrage from Trump. No. But he, he's going to be forced to because the people backing him include the Club for Growth, the, the, the uh, very wealthy anti-Trumpers who are going to try and coalesce around him. So I, I think it's going to be great spectator sport. Um, you know, I, I think the other thing is that it will be wise for Biden to stay far away from any debate with either of them. <laughs> they will hide him indeed. They will hide him indeed. Maybe behind Kamala's skirt and her laugh. <laughs> Good God. Absolutely. Very well said. Harley, thank you again, folks. Enjoy your what is it, Memorial Day weekend. I keep getting Memorial Day and Labor Day mixed up all the time. Slightly dyslexic. Anyway, this, is more, this is more Memorial Day coming up. Yes, Memorial Day. Thank you all for listening in. We are over and out. Cheers.